At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the post-pod sift spoil. We are going to talk about all the hanging threads, romances, jokes, Easter eggs, cameos, deaths, resurrections, and post-credit sequences. They all die. They all die. <laughs> I was getting there. <laughs> you would have gotten there eventually. You would have gotten there yeah. eventually. Uh, for The Quiet Place Part 2, spoiler alert, John Krasinski dies but not in this movie. That was in the first one. No. Um, So we're going to talk about the spoilers from this movie. We are also joined, in addition to Alice, who is on the show today, by my brother Drew hanging out with us, too. It was one of those those situations where, you know, when Andrew couldn't make it, Drew was like, hey, I've seen both these movies. Do you want me to pop on the show? And I was like, sure, come on the show. And he was like, no, no. Well, I I messaged that to you while you were most likely asleep. Probably. Like, hey... Hey, I can fill in, you know, be right, the right. other Andrew. And then you messaged me back while I was asleep. <laughs> and then while, so you messaged me back in the morning and I looked at it and, of course, sleepy Andrew was like, no, I'm going to, I'm sleeping. I don't want to do it. And then, of course, as soon as you started, I was like, I want in. <laughs> it was so funny because it was in the, the private chat that we have. And Drew was yeah. like, is it too late? Is it too late? I want to talk. I want to talk. I was like, yeah, it's too late now. But, you know, we can do the spoilers. So uh, we have him in the spoilers now. And I guess it would make sense then to start with you, uh, Drew. You can you, you can start with anything. But, like, you know, what, what are some of the things? Because we don't even know your general thoughts about the movie. So Just okay. Okay. I, I gave it a just okay. I And probably on the lower side of just okay, lower to middle. And the reason being, I'm not a big fan of these of the first movie either. Um, I 100% acknowledge that they're good movies. Uh, that they're well, they're competent movies. They're well right, made. Right. I am not, I don't like suspense to last more than two minutes. It just, it starts to, it wears me down as a person. Okay. And I feel like most of the, these movies, this one in particular as well, or since we're talking about this one, uh, 
you can cut out a lot of the middle of these scenes and not and it's fine it's perfectly fine you miss nothing because it's all about building the tension which is great when that's what the movie's about but when for me it just doesn't it just doesn't work i don't i don't care that you're walking on a train for no reason why walk around the train young lady you don't need to get on the train she had to get the she had to get the first aid kit yeah that she could see was there <laughs> yeah, it was on used, her hud right it was yeah. on the hud yeah exactly i mean if you're in a dystopian world you'd probably like ravage everything you come across right like resources man has video gaming taught you nothing <laughs> yeah video games have taught me that closed and confined spaces with creatures that here uh, uh, okay and then so this goes in the kind of the same thought this movie expects you, these movies, expect you to suspend your disbelief on what actually makes sound. Because mm. everything makes sound to the level that they freak out about. You cannot, you know, the, and I think the first movie did a good job of kind of limiting that a little bit. Like they paint on the floor where you can step. They put down, you know, they put down the sand to try to reduce. Like, they did a lot of these things that this movie, I think, kind of skipped because there's no way you're getting on that train without making sound. There's no way you're walking on that train without making sound. There's no way you don't get on and something shifts and makes sound. Like, there's just, there's a lot of times when I watched the movie for me, and we're talking about things that take you out of it, um, where that, that kind of takes me out of it a little bit. Just the whole... Sure. Uh, mm. I'm supposed to believe that there's no sound going on right now. Um, mm. Yeah, I guess my brain always processes that as, like, it depends on where the creatures are, too, and you want to be as quiet as possible, but you can, you still may make sound occasionally, but then you just got to hope there aren't any creatures close enough to hear it. I don't think, like, mm. every sound is heard by every creature within a 300-mile radius or anything. But it um, should, but it should be heard by us. But the sound mix in this movie. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, the, uh. they mix this movie so that sounds that are we would normally hear, we don't hear. Um, but that's that's neither here nor there. I, I think you brought up a good thing about the creatures. Uh, well, what what do we know about the creatures? And and spoilers, what did this tell us about the creatures? Well, I, I don't think the first one told us they were alien, did it? I mean, we just knew they were. There on was Earth. a there was a newspaper article that was like big well, media from space and then it was something about like okay. the dark angels or angels of death so definitely not like outright like oh remember when they came from space and then started killing us all but like you know and then they confirmed it in the interviews afterwards so i think the idea is that you have an idea of that and then obviously you have the opening scene where you see the big media we uh we learn that uh, they attacked in multiple places, right? We learned that mm-hmm. it wasn't just one ship. Uh, we learned that yeah. they have a cool rolly ball move where they, you know, <laughs> roll and, you know, have armor that they can deflect shots with. Um, yeah. But yeah. They, not- ca- they can't swim? We yeah, we learned that they can't swim. That that's the one thing they can't do because with uh, aliens, it's yeah. always water. It's always that's water. What, yeah. And I was gonna. That's was gonna be one of my things. Was they already have the most blaring of weakness? and that is a pun, that any sound at a certain decibel or rate just makes them inoperable. Um, Well, I don't think the movie's saying that. I think the movie's saying there's something about that specific frequency that does that, not the volume. I shouldn't say any sound, but uh, if something's at that frequency, then yes. Um, 
the first movie, it completely kills it. They don't shotgun it or anything after she does it. She yep. slams yeah, her head. Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are, yeah. Are you are you a hundred percent sure? You just watched it, so I have to yeah. go with. Because yeah. I remember, I remember it falling back. I don't remember the it, shotgun it blast. It falls back when it first hears it after, like after a certain amount of time. But then it gets back up. Like it's not dead. Oh. It's just shocked. And then it gets back up. And then okay. that's when well, that's when she's like, and that's just with the normal cochlear implant but then what happens is she like that's the moment where she's like whoa and you have her like look to the microphone and stuff and then she like slams it in and then that's when she when emily blunt shoots it but yeah why do every why does every alien that visits a planet that they can see from space is mainly water (laughs) i know why always like how are they always And this has started since M. Night. Like, it seems like I can't really think of much before M. Night where you have these aliens walk around and all of a sudden water is their biggest weakness, so swing away. Like, mm. yeah, ev- every creature can't handle water anymore. Maybe Wizard of Oz, you know, witches in, in aliens. It's always, yeah. right? it's always about the water. Maybe we're the only planet with big bodies of water, so we had to learn how to swim. <laughs> I don't know. I just... Um, the I think for me the reason this it this movie just doesn't make sense for me that because I give it I'm trying to explain I I feel like I have to explain why I give it no you're good you got low. you got listen I get it like I was even saying with this movie there are many things towards the end that could you could get easily distracted by you know sus- your suspension of disbelief or or inability to sus- mm-hmm. uh, suspend disbelief just the fact that the alien makes it to that island. You that's, know, it just yeah. happens to ride that, that no boat. other aliens have. That's that's my thing. Is how how have no other aliens made it to that island? Right. And, well, in, in, and there's a disconnect because how long the movie the first movie starts and I can be corrected if I'm wrong again. <laughs> it seems like they've been there a while. There isn't just one news article. Even if there was to be one news article, who's who's getting a newspaper? Who's printing a newspaper? <laughs> Yeah, you know, that, there's that like <laughs> there's dozens. Like he's got them plastered everywhere. All the stories, and then it's sound is all over the. It's like how they're figuring it out. Be quiet, you know, says Time Magazine. <laughs> and in this movie, it's like they're there, and boom, yeah, it's all all mm. all heck has broke loose. So like, there's there's somewhat a, a disconnect for me. So how how have there not been these aliens on that island i actually like, had the opposite reaction my reaction was oh so there are lots of um humans that are doing just fine you know every human on yeah. an island is is great is you know glorious right now like hawaii is yep. just still yeah. amazing you know like yeah <laughs> right and it, and as if, if that's that's everyone's apocalypse plan isn't it just to go to an island in the middle of nowhere whether it be zombie aliens you know? and if if they weren't smart enough to crash a ship on australia you're good too you know like they're you yeah. know they're never getting to you so um that's true so we yeah can just go to tasmania so that's fine yeah yeah I, so yeah i kind of had the opposite uh problem creep into my brain which was mm. oh so i guess it wasn't as big a deal as as we thought because everybody on the islands are fine well maybe that's why there's so many news articles because everywhere <laughs> else in the world it's just a-okay they're and they're all just right. like they're just flying over dropping these newspapers <laughs> in that's right yeah. everybody be quiet 
shush, shut up. <laughs> Just everyone. My big thing in terms of the logic was at the end, right? So Killian Murphy very clearly sets up that they can't hear, like the aliens can can't hear anything while they're in this like base because there's like three feet of concrete and then when they're in the furnace it's like sound can't escape they're completely fine right so it's so well nothing can get through it's so well insulated and yet a radio signal is able to get to like a crappy radio in the furnace at Mm -hmm. the end to like defeat the alien i was just like if sound can't make it through or oxygen I'm telling you right now, no radio signal is making it to that radio <laughs> to save them in time. They are dead. This in, is a hallucination. In fairness, radio waves do go through things that sound doesn't uh, and air doesn't. But yes, you are right to uh, suspect that it would be difficult to get a signal uh, in there for mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, there are those moments. There definitely are those moments uh, throughout. Um, I mentioned in the uh, in the review that I want to talk about some of the tension building that he does so well. Uh, just a couple I'm going to mention. Um, coming out of the hole of the front of the bus was so incredible. Like, it just if it weren't enough that they did that, you know, break drive backwards thing that I, that is mm-hmm. actually kind of ridiculous but kind of fun to watch. Um, <laughs> yeah. That the, it just starts coming almost like a spider crawling out of a hole, you know, because they've got those long arms. I loved that. Um, I will always love in this universe when it's the the hearing impaired character who we know can't hear them coming, but we can see them coming. Like that that always gets me in these movies. I think that's really cool. Uh, I think that happened on the uh, aforementioned train um mm. <laughs> where that happened uh so yeah there's just those moments where um i think the other one would be uh was it down in the bunker where it starts coming towards the end and it just you see it start crawling out of that hole behind her um she's not yeah. down there she's in the she's in the radio station and she doesn't know that it's she doesn't know what's going on behind her and what's his face shuts the door, and that's when she realizes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking yeah. about Emily Blunt actually, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I like, and I like the. Uh, I guess we can talk about the end scene when we're ready to as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about you, Alice? Mm-hmm. What are some of the things you wanted to to chat about? Well, first of all, the son, just leave him. Leave him to die. He is the reason <laughs> for all the bad things that have happened to them. In the entirety of the movie, if you think about it. Think about it this way, right? John Krasinski would not be dead were it not for the son, because the only reason John Krasinski has to sacrifice himself is because after he initially gets hit by the alien, uh, the the son's like, Dad! Like, he screams, screams. Dad! <laughs> and so then he's like, oh, well, now my kids are going to die, so I guess I'll die instead. So first of all, that was that. But you can forgive him. One small thing. Second, the bear trap happens, and okay, I get it. It's probably one of the most painful experiences anyone will ever go through. However, having lived in this world for over a year now, I get the one scream, but he would not stop screaming. <laughs> like, there has to be a moment where you just grab your sleeve or, like, start biting into your arm. If Emily Blunt can experience labor without making a sound, he can experience a bear trap with making minimal sound. So that's one thing. And or, then, or stepping onto a nail. 
you know, how uh, you can nail yeah, exactly. through your Exactly. If she's able to do that, he's able to do that. And she ba- barely makes a sound whatsoever. And then he has one job. One job, which is to keep to stay with his baby brother while everyone else is out doing things. And he's like, I'm going to go on a weird journey around the warehouse thing. And, like, just starts exploring and leaves his baby brother. Doesn't check the oxygen tank. So I for sure was like, oh, my God, are they going to kill the baby in this movie? And they didn't, which I was happy with. Because I was like, that's a bit too far. But, um, yeah, he just goes exploring for no reason and I thought maybe it would amount to something but it literally amounted to nothing except for him to get freaked out again because he's the useless one and fall over and make (laughs) a bunch of sound which results in the entire bunker getting destroyed Um, and then he almost kills himself and his brother because he doesn't do the thing to let themselves out of the furnace I'm just saying cut the fat just get rid of the sun he's not worth it well when I watched it I thought I I, because I had the same feelings the exact same feelings about him Especially when he was screaming, you know, I, yeah. I was probably a little bit older than him when I when I broke my collarbone on a bike and there wasn't a peep that came out of me. I sat yeah. up and I was like, uh, now it might not be the same as a bear trap, but like you said, this world you die when you make noise. If you make the initial <laughs> shock noise, fine, but he just wouldn't be quiet. So I'm a hunt, but it made me think: Are they writing this character to not be liked? Because is there anyone that goes through that movie? Is there anyone who watches this movie and goes, "I like that kid"? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't I, think so. I, so it has to be intentional writing. So I just started. I just started not caring because I assumed everything he was going to do was going to be plot motivated hatred on my part. Um, <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple: we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So this is this. I think this is a good place for me to talk about the stuff I want to talk about at the end, and we, and we can go back to other stuff as well. But mm-hmm. the end of this movie is is basically a uh, cutback between the two kids facing, you know, their demons and taking out, you know, one of these creatures together. And there is something so cool about the possibility of the sibling nature of that. Um, the idea that there's, 
you know, we're talking about this kid who we don't like, who always makes mistakes, but there, there isn't, the movie doesn't do enough work for us to go, oh, he has evolved, he has grown, he has achieved something here, and he did it because his sister did this for him, and their bond got him to this place. Like, there's just, the movie doesn't take the pains to earn that kind of feeling that it wants right there, and so... I would love for because then the writing does make sense with the kid because if you're if you're purposely writing him to be inept and to have like but what is his flaw what is his fatal flaw what is what is his hindrance that he has to overcome and how does he overcome it and why why did why is he able to take that shot at the end when he's been paralyzed before and made stupid mistakes before like what is his growth that gets us to that moment I just don't think it's very clear Mm-hmm. I agree. And I also, you know, this is what I was saying in that it's very similar to the first one in terms of how the story plays out. Like, I genuinely think it is the exact same three-act structure to the point where it ends exactly, exactly the same. The same. <laughs> it ends with them doing the thing with the sonic noise and then shooting the animal and... Oh, shooting the creature. And then there's, like, a moment of, like, hmm and then it goes... And I'm like, you can't end the sequel in the same way you ended the first one. Like, the ex- I get that this is kind of a, like, next generation taking over for the previous generation sort of thing going on. But I just, I, I didn't feel it was earned. And I just kind of felt like, I was like, what? what but, uh, you can't just do the same thing. Either John Krasinski doesn't know how to end things. Because I'm just saying it was highly suspect that that's the way it decided to end. Um, And then, yeah, I I agree where it kind of like the parallels were almost a bit too parallel-y. Like the fact that both adults had their legs completely messed up by the creature um, and then you had the sonic sound going. And then, okay, so this is something that I noticed. The way that she kills the creature, the way it's cut is incorrect because she like spears it, right? Because when she she pulls out the pole, but when she actually goes to kill it, she does an over the like mm-hmm. over the she shoulders does a chop. type. Yeah. She does a chop with a pole, which so that was one thing. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I just <laughs> I just don't feel like I don't know. I just I just can't feel like you end it the same way when it doesn't feel like it's earned it quite as much, um, especially when you haven't done anything necessarily different in the way that the big climax and the big def- defeat happens like it's the same way the sound paralyzes them and then they shoot him it's yeah she takes her device and slams it into a mic the yeah. same exact way both times <laughs> yeah and I, and my question is my question is from what i remember the the whole feedback thing only happens when one of the aliens are around cuz it's listening causes the colloquial colloquial i don't know how to say it (laughs) cochlear Uh, cochlear yes thank you causes the ear thingy to to freak out so at the end of the first one this ending works really well because now we have this way of defeating the aliens Mm -hmm. black and then you fill in all the gaps yourself okay Mm -hmm. Well, where, where do they go from there? How do they get from there? This movie takes the first one and says, well, they go from there by walking to a radio station and blasting that signal out. But they, that only works if they have a live alien there. Or they find a way to re- reproduce that frequency or whatever. But 
then goes to black. And it's like, well, I don't really care where it goes from here. <laughs> that was the, the difference between the first one and the second one for me. And them ending kind of in that same abrupt way is uh, the first one I really liked. I liked the ending mm. a lot of the first one. Um, yeah. This one, it just seems like, like you had said, Aaron, well, there's other, there are other people out there who haven't been suffering for a long time. They're just sitting there having a campfire and eating some spam. No, they're not. S'mores. But like, it's kind of like just, okay, it's done. They they have Mm. it over. I don't need to go back to this place at all. I have no desire to go back to this place. Yeah, yeah. I think the attempt. I think the attempt there is for the next progression to be okay. Now it's being broadcast. So the first one ends with we figured it out, and the second one ends with okay. Now it's available for others to use. Um, my impression was that they were recording the sound and then would be able to, you know, use it whenever they wanted. Um, but yeah, I, I I totally get what you guys are saying. Yeah. Well, even if that's the case, where, uh, where, what would the third movie be? Yeah. The, the third movie would be the fight, like the actual like war between humans and in this race. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I was wondering if this would be like an aliens, like going in. I was like, I wonder if there's going to be like the alien queen, like in Aliens, where there's like a bigger, badder version, mm-hmm. and then the big bad. Because I was like, they have to make it bigger some way but then they just didn't it was the same mm-hmm. type of i was like maybe it's a hive mind or something like that because that's generally how these things happen it's a hive mind um but something else that to what your point uh of what you were saying before aaron is that you know in terms of the amount of time it needs for them to evolve to this moment if you think about it like the first movie takes place in like a day and a half and then this one takes place in like two days so it's just been a real bad week for this family um <laughs> which i don't know how much development happens for a person within a week so yeah, yeah. that was a, a big thing for me because in the first one you're kind of like oh yeah it's adrenaline it's all the adrenaline and they're like really finding who they are and oh the mum was actually the main one the whole time but then now it's shifted to the kids but it's also just been a couple of days. So you're just kind of like, okay, so what happens when it gets to Sunday? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Did, uh, it, I feel like I'm supposed to say something positive. There's definitely good... It's shot really well. And mm. the sound the sound design is great. Um, mm. As much as it takes me out of it. Uh, but does this movie earn the nerd callbacks that it does? Like the, hey... Do you remember this? Because it does. It has a couple of those. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, give me an example. Uh, so when he's shopping in the prequel or during the pre oh, yeah, prequel like the section, yeah, yeah. and they got to show the rocket ship. There was a. They showed the nail again. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, when she was walking. Down I think the there's a couple. I think there's a couple of those, and it's like, do, I don't necessarily understand it, and I also don't know if that's bad. Like I don't think it's bad. I I think that's I think that's completely um, understandable why why uh, creators do that kind of thing because you know it's it's a shorthand for something that they've you know uh, invested your time in. So like when she's walking, like I thought of the nail before they showed the nail because they use the exact mm-hmm. same shot of her walking down those stairs uh, or the same angle and and look of her walking down those stairs. It's meant to evoke. That thing in you is like, oh, don't step on the nail again! Don't step on the nail again! Like they're doing that on purpose, um, yeah. and I and I so you know they have uh, 
you know, whatever, an hour and a half, two hours of work that they've done in your mind that, you know, they want to reuse some of that stuff because now it's a shorthand, you know, now they don't, they don't have to, um, build it back up again. So it doesn't surprise me that movies do that. And I think it, it makes sense, but yeah. Something else I wanted to touch on. So going back to how they visit things and then never revisit things, I feel like maybe in some version of the screenplay, there was a version where Killian Murphy ends up being the bad guy. And then they just decided to go in another direction because there's a few setups that I feel lead to that reveal that never happens. Uh, For example, obviously the boy finds the mummified wife and I feel like that's never visited at all. It's just like, Oh, that's kind of creepy, but you're like, Oh, he's like a weird sicko. That's like mummified his wife. And then I really, really thought when there was like the weird fish people, like the cannibal people, I thought there was going to be this thing where like, she's struggling and then it looks like he's struggling but then he stands up and he's actually like king of the fish people uh but then but then he wasn't because he has that line of like the people left aren't worth saving but i don't think that's ever true that's never true which might have been the point but i just feel like there was this you know besides the cannibals but like Yeah, I don't know. That was just a whole element where I was like, was he... I I feel like, especially because Killian Murphy has been a villain before and he's really good at being a villain. So I was like, oh, maybe he's going to be have been warped by the apocalypse and it's going to be like, cool. And then it was just like, oh, no. He's just a good guy that's a bit nuts. Yeah, I didn't sense that at all. Um, Okay. I, I, you know, the wife thing made sense to me because he talked, before we saw her, he talked about what happened with her. And I just assumed, you know, he after she died he just left her up there to decompose and just never went up there again um you know how do you bury someone take care of someone in in that kind of environment Mm. um so i think i think the movie wants his character to be ambiguous about if he's going to help them or not um Mm. because his his evolution as a character is from trust no one to oh maybe there are some humans that i can still trust Uh, We're supposed to get, I think we're supposed to get a sense that he has been out there a little bit more than they have and knows that, you know, things have devolved into, you know, tribal, you know, kind of murderous stealing kind of things like most uh, end of the world stuff Mm -hmm. does or seems to do. Uh, Walking Dead, I'm looking at you. Um, So, so yeah, I I didn't pick up on that he was supposed to be like the villain. um, But yeah, I can, I can see how you got there. I thought it might have been an interesting thing to explore. I thought um, I thought one of the most ridiculous moments of the movie was that when he hid the cochlear implant in his mouth uh, under. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's broken now, right? Like, yeah, it's like, broken. I mean, let's just set aside how that worked and how you did that. Um, yeah, you just you just slobbered all over that thing, buddy. Uh, that can't be all that. <laughs> and good. he was in the water. Yeah, he also went in the water. Yeah. So. Well, didn't he get it from the guy? Yeah, that that's what we're supposed to from- believe. Yeah. And then while the monster's attacking him, he, he got it from the guy and put it in his mouth. And then dove in, yeah. And then dove in, never opened his mouth to let any water in, which is reasonable. I think it's reasonable. I think you we guys had, are just nitpicking. Uh, we had a little bit of... Uh, we had We're a all little, just nitpicking. We are, definitely. We had a little bit of uh, <laughs> Chekhov's sign language uh, in this movie. Yeah, um, yeah that so, was cool. Yeah. 
So yeah. Now I know how to say dive. That's in, right. That's right. In Makes a lot of sense. American sign language, anyway, because Australian right. sign language is completely different. Fun right. fact. It is. Um, we call American yeah. sign language ASL. Um, what do you mm-hmm. call Australian <laughs> sign language? <laughs> I don't know. Stand by. I'll look it up. Something I want to know is what happened to the two kids in the closet. Like, is everyone else on the island dead? Did they just? Ass- inadvertently kill every other person in this community except for those two children that were placed in the closet. No, I think we're supposed I don't to, think so. No, I think yeah, there was only believe, one that got on. Yeah, I think there was only one on the island and I think we're supposed to believe that that one probably took out three or four people uh, and then chased mm. then chased them to the radio station at which point they disposed of them. So and we had to have the the drag under the door for some reason. Yeah. Like oh, oh poor okay. Jimon. I'm I'm waiting for him to have a big leading role because I really love him as an actor, as a character actor. But he keeps like showing up, and I'm like, whoa! And then he's like, never in anything ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, any, anything else, guys, that you want to yeah. talk about? Spoiler wise. Yeah, it's. It, this is a really big one for me. Okay, uh, bring it on. So they have the sand that they walk on, and I thought visually it was great to see where the sand ends, right? I thought that was a fun visual way of saying, we're one step further than we've ever been before, Frodo. Yeah. Mushrooms. Um, so I, I, I liked it. Mm. But then they just kept walking on the path instead of going into the grass on either side of it, which A, would be better on your bare feet and make less sound. So mm. I immediately said, I'm done with this movie. <laughs> that's all it took. That's all it took. It's just like, that's it. I, I really didn't have anything. I just wanted to share that. Okay, that fair thing. enough. Mm. Fair enough. I, I get Actually, it. something they never really play with, they only show, is the fact that like the daughter's feet are completely messed up by like when they're walking to the island. But it's never... It never affects her. Like, she still runs and walks fine. It's just she has really, 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 really red soles and ankles mm-hmm. and stuff. I have, to, I, I have to admit, embarrassingly, that I spent way too much time uh, analyzing, like, running an analysis in my head about how people <laughs> react and walk to things because there is so much focus on their feet. And there was only one time that I, that I noticed that she struggled with walking where she, like, took a hesitation step from stepping on something it seemed like every other time that she had the most callous feet on the face of the planet mm. and like the like i said their choices to walk places on what they walk on and stuff like that always just drove me crazy but mm-hmm. <laughs> i am um, yeah i i guess i was in that mood i loved corella by the way Great movie. <laughs> well there you go so if, if we would have talked about corella i'd have been just gushing well good well yeah. good <laughs> Not always this negative, please. <laughs> oh, in Australian sign language, Phil's put it in the private chat, but it's uh, Auslan. Auslan. Auslan yeah. is a, a great uh, Jesus lion. Uh, from That's the- what yeah. I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. We're all going to say it. We're all, they're all there. Uh, well, I think that's that's enough for me. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you for tuning into the Sif Spoil. Um if you haven't seen the movie, we apologize. We just totally spoiled it for you. But we did give you warning, so it's your own fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be back next time we want to spoil something, and we will see you then. Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. 
by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.